Coming up next on this episode of Hawaii's Best. That's kind of how it started. It was really small times at first. We were doing like $100 a day. And we also just thought we were just a pop-up for just that winter time. Because we get a huge flux of people here in the winter. Aloha. Welcome to Hawaii's Best. Here, you'll learn what to know before traveling as we discover Hawaiian culture local businesses, and the experiences that make Hawaii one of the most incredible places in the world. And now, your host, Brian Murphy. On this episode, we are taking it all the way back to 2019. This was my very first interview. It happened to be with Travis Smith, who is one of the founders of the very popular Sunrise Shack on the island of Oahu. And It was cool going back and listening to this episode and maybe you hear some of the nerves in my first interview, but this is a story that I think is still worth telling and sharing. I just loved hearing Travis's heart. Now, four years later from that interview, they now have five locations across the island of Oahu. And at the time of the interview, there was only two. They had just opened up the location in Waikiki at the Outrigger. And since then, they now have a location at Sharks Cove, which is a really cool location, uh, really big, right across from Sharks Cove on the North Shore. And they also just recently opened up in uh, Ala Moana and also on the east side, the windward side of the island in Kailua. So wherever you're at, wherever you're staying, there's probably um, a location close to you. I would love to see them go over to the west side. That would be cool. That would be a nice addition. It's covered the whole island. But uh, if you're staying in, in uh, Waikiki, if you're up on the north shore or east side, there is a spot there to grab some amazing bowls, coffee, and their menu has grown since the conversation with Travis. But uh, I'm taking this month, July, to kind of recharge and fresh. And I hope you're having a great summer. So I'm just want to experience summer with uh, my family and, and get ready to launch into a new season. And in August, we'll be having some new episodes launch. So be sure that you hit that follow button if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and you'll get notified when those new episodes get uh, released. And I'm going to kick it over to myself four years ago as we dive into the history of the Sunrise Shack on the island of Oahu. The Sunrise Shack started about two years ago. It's incredible what these brothers have been able to build in this short amount of time. The brothers, Travis Smith, Koa Smith, Alex Smith, and also Koa Rothman. Some of those names are probably very familiar to you if you are at all familiar with the surfing world. The Smith brothers come from a very entrepreneurial background, and you're going to hear some of that and how the Sunrise Shack came to be. Travis and I, we, we get to talk about everything from modeling in New York to um, growing up on Kauai and also how the Sunrise Shack started. And it was just kind of, as you heard him say, it was just intended to be like this pop-up thing up on the North Shore, which around wintertime is very busy. All the surf competitions happen around that time. We're going to unpack some of that, how that came to be. So I can't wait for you to hear my conversation today with Travis and hear all about how the Sunrise Shack came to be.
Thanks for joining us today on this very first episode of Hawaii's Best Podcast. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just um, sitting here in my apartment and it's right on the North Shore. How long have you been living on the North Shore? Oh, I've been living here for probably two years now. Before that, I was in New York for five years. Um, I was out there doing some modeling stuff. And then before that, I was raised on Hawaii. So then what brought you back to the islands a couple of years ago? Yeah, so I kind of just graduated high school and I got approached for modeling. And I really just like didn't know what I was going to do. I didn't want to go to college. I wanted to see the world a bit. So I just went with this modeling route. It was really fun while it lasted. I had like some amazing opportunities. I got to travel all over New York City and all over America, really. And the world. I, I, I got to live in London for a bit. Um, I went to Thailand and Hong Kong and Singapore. Yeah, I mean, the whole fashion industry is really amazing. That Just the whole time, I was just feeling like there's a piece of me missing, you know? I was just like, I need the ocean. I need the warm, like tropical just environment. And um, I've even been to other places too that are tropical. And for me, it's not as good as Hawaii. I think I've, I always planned on coming home. I just didn't know when I was going to come home. So where did, where did the idea of the Sunrise Shack, where did that kind of start and how that come about? Yeah. So, I mean, if you bring it back, like more the beginning, um, I have two brothers. They're both professional surfers. One is 24 years old now. He's Koa Smith. He's a pretty well-known surfer. And then I'm 26 years old, Travis Smith I'm the, in the middle. And then my older brother, Alex Smith, is 28 years old. He's also like a really talented pro surfer as well. So we just grew up surfing our whole lives. And we kind of grew up right in nature too. Like where we're from on Kauai, like half the places have no phone service because it's such a dense jungle in the mountain. We'll go find these little surf spots and Growing up, we homeschooled, so we surfed like five, six hours a day. And it was just like in our blood, you know? Um, but yeah, just I think being like so close to the ocean and so close to nature, we just had a really good understanding for like good food and what, what food like you should eat and, you know, avoid the processed foods or the foods that have been touched too much, like with chemicals and everything like that. So, that's kind of originally how it started. We heard about this um, concept called bullet coffee or like bulletproof coffee. I was probably like 16 years old or so. And the first time I tried it, it just like really just turned my brain on. And I was just like, my first batch is just like some good organic coffee with some coconut oil, some grass fed butter, and just blended it all together and poured it out as like super creamy and frothy. And we're just like, okay, like let's try it out. And then we drank it and just like, more. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you only know if you've tried it. But yeah. we, yeah, we were so fascinated at the idea of this bullet coffee. Um, I just dove way deeper into it, different healthy fats to just blend into this really good organic coffee. We found like the best coffee we could find. And we just made all these different combinations. And we would like bring like, we had, invite like 10 of our best friends over and be like, hey guys, like come 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 over in the morning at like 5 a.m. We're gonna like, I'm gonna make a massive batch of this bullet coffee and we're all just gonna go surf like big waves. Like 
they were just all like, <laughs> like super groggy, and I just like mad, just, just raging. <laughs> like yeah, like playing good music, and everyone's just psyching. Oh, look at that wave! Oh my gosh! And then we all go out there in a pack, and I just heard it from so many people so many times that like they're like, you should like sell this, you should sell this. So that's actually what I did, and I I actually started in New York City. I called it uh, Trigger Happy Coffee. And it's kind of a funny name, but my middle name is Trigger. And it, it was like the coffee. What was the slogan? I, I kind of forget the slogan, but it was just like, like this little guy and he was like a little cup and he was happy. Oh man, you had a, like a logo on the whole thing. Yeah. I, yeah. I went, <laughs> and I started in farmer's markets in New York City, which are really hard to get into. Mm. But there's like this one coffee vendor that pulled out and I had a window to jump in and I did. And uh, our first day, like I had no idea what I was doing. I had like six of my buddies helping me. Like I didn't know what equipment to use. I was using this coffee pot that like uh, just burnt the hell out of the coffee. And, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. And it's really hard to transport stuff around the New York City. You know, like I was carrying like 200 pounds of stuff on the subway, coffee pots and coffee and everything. and. And our first, our first uh, festival was in um, was in Long Island City, and which is like right, you know, in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we did like twenty five hundred dollars in wow. in five hours, so it's like almost like a coffee every few minutes. Yeah, we did we did really good, and then we had it the next weekend too, and we like had this buzz in the air. Like a lot of the people that came the first time came back. Everyone was just super amped on it. I was like, wow, you know, it's really cool. This, this uh, coffee concept's working. And so I just kept on doing it. We did it week after week. And it was just such a grind in New York, just having to carry all the stuff. And, and then I actually met a few of these guys and they're interested in investing in the concept. And I sat down and I thought about it. I was like, you know, do I really want to live in New York City for the next few years or? starting a business might be a lifetime, you know, you never know. So I kind of just like pulled back and I was like, you know what? Why don't I try to do something back in Hawaii? I could partner up with my brothers and one of our really good friends, Kohar Hoffman, he is just a real local here on the North Shore of Oahu. Uh, He just has all the connections you need and he's just a super good friend. And so I just reached out to him as well. And I was like, hey, like, if you found like a spot for us, I'd love to just like partner up. We'll just do a little pop up. We'll just sell coffee and like this bullet coffee. He's like, yeah, let's do it. Cause he, he knows about the bullet coffee, you know? Yeah. Yeah. A few months go by over the summer of 2016. And, um, and he keeps on like sending me these little things on Craigslist. What about this? What about this? We wanted to be at Pipeline because that's where all the action is. And then he just randomly sent me this little photo of this beat up little shack. And it was like a pretty ugly color. It was like between a blue and a green and another color. And it's like, it was almost blending into the bushes. You couldn't even, and he's like, what about this? It's like, oh, that's not what I was thinking. You know, it's a trailer, like, you know, tow around, we could be mobile. He's like, okay, well, just keep that like, you know, keep that in your thoughts. And so we couldn't find anything else. And then it was coming down to it. Like, okay, let's just go for the shack. And uh, luckily him and his family knew that 
like the owners of the property. We all partnered up. We just started. We painted the whole thing yellow. We called it the Sunrise Shack because it's across from Sunset Beach. Right. Sunset Beach is like right there where the sunrise, where like a morning um, experience, you know, mm-hmm. would rise from the sun. And um, we have just those bullet coffees to, to launch the whole concept. And that, that's kind of how we started. It was really small times at first. We we're doing like a hundred dollars a day. And we also just thought we were just a pop up for just that winter time because we get a huge flux of people here in the winter. Um, right. There's all the surf events. The waves are massive. Um, it's just the time to be here if you're going to come to the North Shore. And that, that's what we had in mind. And so, yeah, it was, it was really slow starts in the beginning. I was just there by myself and. Okay. You know, all of a sudden the health inspector comes in and he's like, <laughs> You're like, oh my God. No, like, I didn't set up for this. <laughs> I don't know the health inspector. You know, yeah. like I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Yeah. But we, we ended up passing the health inspection after being shut down for like a week. And then uh, we were running off the generator and it like one day it exploded. And so we had to shut business down and go buy a new one. And it's just like really like tough times in the beginning. Yeah. But yeah, that's kind of how we started. Talk a little bit about those tough times. Like what kept you focused and, and driven? Because now, now you guys have a couple more locations, but what kept you focused? Like believe it in the vision. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's so fun for me. Like I just, I really love to sell people on the concept. And I really believe, I still, I mean, I believe in, what we're doing so much, like we are making a big impact on health. And that, that was the core, core principles to it. I've seen other companies to like uh, work with like this bullet coffee or bulletproof coffee. And um, they, they kind of have a real like crazy science spin on it. And if you're not like super deep into health and you don't know what like a ketogenic diet is or paleo or whatever, then it's like, you're like, they almost laugh at you, you know? It's like, oh, you don't understand. Like, and I didn't like all that stuff. I just wanted to simply like tell it how it is, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's coffee, you blend it with healthy fats. It's, the fats are good for you. And it makes you feel really good and makes you feel happy. And basically one of the best energy sources you can get from a, from a, you know, a drink. So that's, that was the core principles I had. Like build into it. So I think that kept me going through the hard times. It's definitely quite a roller coaster of, right. of a startup. Like you, you and your brothers growing up, were you guys modeled this kind of entrepreneurial uh, mindset or where'd that kind of come from? I mean, it was funny. We, we've had an amazing life. Like when we grew up, we were fortunate to be raised on this little private beach and we we're just like little kids from you know, from being born to age like six, just running around, playing in the trees, playing in the sand, never wearing a shirt or shoes, playing in the river, catching little like frogs and stuff. And like, you just, that was childhood. So I don't know. I think that was a big part of it. And then we kept going down that route. We just dove into surfing. Um, My parents are from Michigan Mm -hmm. and they lived in Hawaii a few years before um, we were born. So they didn't really know about like growing up in Hawaii. They were like living firsthand through us. 
And what, I just remember one day, my older brother went surfing with one of his best friends at the time. And he was just hooked. And like, it was like every morning at five in the morning, just so he'd wake my mom up like, mom, like, let's go to this, let's go surfing, you know? became such a big thing that my parents realized that maybe we should homeschool. And my, my brothers were sponsored and, and myself too. Basically, I'm a bodyboarder, mm-hmm. which is like a different sport, right? It's laying down on the wave. And a lot of people think like it's just like a, a sport for tourists or something like going straight in the whitewash, like on a small part of the wave, but it gets pretty radical. You can go out to pipeline as big as it gets and you can do huge aerial maneuvers and stuff. And that that's what I like to do. And um, it's a smaller sport. So you can't really make it from make a living from it unless you're like a world champion or something. So that's what I do. Um, I had the sponsors as well. And these guys got sponsored by like uh, Rip Curl and Nike and all kinds of big, big companies. And they're getting paid at like age 12, you know? Like, so, you know, between just like, I mean, just taking that surfing route, it is such an untraditional way of growing up. Never really planned on going to college. You know, never planned on getting a normal job. I, I had a few jobs growing up, like, you know, helping in a restaurant or catering food around or doing some surf lessons. Yeah. I mean, I never planned on working like in an office or, yeah, anything like that. I think. Right. Our parents really installed it into us at a young age. My dad's a very entrepreneurial type of guy. Uh, he always just has these really cool business ideas. You know, he's like, he's a, he's a re- real estate developer and he'll just like look at this like beaten up like little restaurant or whatever. It's like, it's closed down. He's like, you know, you could buy that and you, you know, you could turn it like invest some money into it. You know, remodel it, and then you could sell it for like this much more. We're like, wow! <laughs> so he always had these ideas, and he's like, he is a big backbone into like everything that we do. Mm-hmm. It's pretty amazing. Like even for the Sunrise Shack, he's like, I'm gonna Costco run right now to go get some more almond milk or whatever. Right. He's just cool. a big team player. Couldn't do it without him. That's awesome. Everyone in our family, there's five of us. We're just like. We're always talking about ideas. We're not talking like drama or they like, we're not, I don't know. We're talking about ideas. And it right. not even be just like an idea I came up with today. It's like, yeah. like it'd be like a healthy candy or something, you know, it's like whatever it is. It's always funny and we're all open ears and we love to like give feedback. And I mean, Sunrise Shack is probably just one of the ideas out of like a thousand yeah. that actually pursue and since people the feedback's been so amazing it's like now we're this deep into it you know and it's taking up most of my life now and yeah there there's this quote as you were talking and i have it actually pinned up on my board it's it's an eleanor roosevelt quote it's uh, i gotta read it uh great minds discuss ideas average minds discuss events and small minds discuss people yeah and <laughs> that's kind of that's cool to hear your family's kind of all in on that that's that's yeah. pretty cool. I mean, we'll even have like a friend around or whatever. I, it's hard for us to even stop, you know? Like all of us, we have this friend that's involved in this idea, you know? That's and cool. Just, just to brainstorm and, you know, <laughs> that's, what, that's what we're up to all the time. 
What would you say people love most about the shack? Yeah, I mean, it started with the, the with the bullet copies, and then we realized like, all right, we're 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 targeting like a small portion of our day. You know, we gotta target all day long. Uh, what what could balance that out? So we started introducing these little like food items. It's not like a lunch place, but like a papaya bowl. It's like a half a papaya with like almond butter or peanut butter with like uh, gluten-free vegan granola with a bunch of local fruit on top, like local honey drizzled on it. Now we have like all these smoothies and smoothie bowls as well. So, I mean, people really come to us for, I think, the vibe. Like it's full of bright colors. Um, and then I'm, I'm sure people really love a certain thing on the menu as well or, or just all of it. Everything we do is very unique. We put a lot of love into everything. All the ingredients are very well sourced. You know, it, it can be hard for us as a business because our profit margins might not be as good as someone that's just doing it real cheap. You know, everything we is like organic or local, and everything we use is also like eco friendly as well. We just you don't want to like hurt the world. You know, I always thought about like it'd be so crazy. If, you had like your business and it was like something that was just like hurting the world. Like you're like, for me personally, I feel pretty guilty. You know, I really feel like I'm doing something good. Yeah. As you look back from this moment. Yeah. Like, okay, what, what did I build? And was it, how did it affect not just people, but you know, obviously the land and yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it was hard to have like plastic bottles or something. And it's like, here's your little juice in the plastic bottle. And like, Millions of them are getting bought or whatever. Like, sure, you're doing great. But like, you know, the plastic bottles are just hurting the world, you know, so. So 2016, uh, the Sunset Beach location opened up and just recently, um, Waikiki opened up. Maybe talk a little bit about how that came to be. Yeah, totally. So um, right when I opened the Sunrise Shack, you know, like like I said before, I have like zero experience in the restaurant and I've definitely learned a lot, but we just opened that one up and all of a sudden we did really well. Yeah, like there's a big contest, one of the biggest contests in like surfing is right at Sunset Beach and uh, my brother Koa was in it and he just like, after he won his heat, he's like, yeah, I'm going to check out the Sunrise Shack. <laughs> Great. And uh, there's like 50 people online. We just had this mini coffee pot that couldn't even brew any coffee. And we're just yeah. like, hey, generators like, blowing up. <laughs> yeah. People waiting 45 minutes for like a black coffee or whatever. Yeah. Wild. But yeah, so I really like learned fast and we just dialed in the business. I mean, we're still trying to dial it in, but um, it took like a whole year. And then coming into 2018, I was really thinking like, okay, let's expand. Let's, you know, let's bring this somewhere else. And I still like now think like I might've jumped the gun too early. It's such a crazy learning curve. Like there's so much that goes on in the restaurant industry. It's just wild. And um, so Outrigger Hotels in Waikiki, they sent us a direct message on Instagram. Mm -hmm. They said... Hey, we have an opening in our hotel and we would love to have like a local cafe come in. And would you guys be interested? And I just showed it to my dad. My dad knows like the whole real estate and uh, 
all that kind of thing within Waikiki like very well. Like this is like a once in a lifetime opportunity. You couldn't even like if you're wanting to go to Waikiki, you couldn't find anything like this. Um, so we just kind of were like, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. We, we didn't have any like money for it or anything. We had no like no abouts, like no managers to help us, like nothing. We just were like, let's do it. And so we we ended up signing the lease and we um we had like like I said, no money to fund it. And my dad had like a few like business partners that were interested. Um, but it kept kept on dragging on week after week and no one was like contributing any money. And so I was like, okay, how like how am I gonna raise this money? So I literally had like an epiphany. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like throw it on my Instagram and uh, I'm just gonna do it really like lightly and just like, you know, I basically said like, um, we're looking for like any family or friends that are interested in investing into our next location. We have an amazing opportunity. So, and then like somehow just the messages came flooding in as wild. And we, I just, I remember I, like for like 10 days, I was on the phone, like five to 10 hours a day, just like um, talking to these people. And from like all walks of life, like I've never met most of them. They just like have followed our story since the beginning. And they like, whether they wanted to contribute to our concept because it was like for a good cause, you know, healthy and then like that, or if they just saw it as like a good business opportunity. We have so many different people and we, we raised money from, from doing it like that. And so that was pretty crazy. And yeah, last summer we ended up opening up and we had my mom like design the whole shack and. My dad helped with the contract and my older brother designing the menu because our current concept at the time wasn't really relevant for like a YTT location. We have Starbucks next to us and a Honolulu coffee. We have like mad competition. Right. So we had to bring a lot more to the table. And so we introduced like more healthy smoothies and smoothies. And we have like an avocado toast. We have like good organic sandwiches. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of how it all happened. That's amazing, man. Like just the power of social. Social. Yeah. I mean, some people can, can hate on it. I mean, it's, I just think it's an amazing tool, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. thing just with the press of a button that we can have like a reach, like never before, you know, like, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, I don't even know how you could reach this many people. You'd have to make a billboard. <laughs> right. <laughs> impactful you know so it's really cool you can get to your direct audience just by instagram it's actually like the only form of marketing since the beginning as well man that's pretty impressive because in like under two years all this is going down and then you guys are on the cover of hawaii magazine the very first business to be yeah. featured on the cover yeah how did that happen is it another another dm or <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, Hawaii Magazine, we, we know the people over there at Hawaii Magazine. We, we got to work with them a few other times. Like, I think how they reached out on a DM um, and they wanted to just like, uh, hey, like, we want to like, we're thinking about 
putting the Sunrise Shack on the cover, like, would you be interested in that? Like, like, is there a model that you know you know about or anything? I was like, I, I mean, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> Me and they hired a girl and that, yeah, just, and I knew the photographer. I'll just replicate sit in person and think about yeah, how can you replicate this? Like, I spent like a year thinking about how to replicate the North Shore because it's this little shack between two real palm trees surrounded by real like jungle plants. And behind it is just this massive orchard of sumerian that smell like so amazing. Yeah. Um, we have these wild chickens. We, we're on to like our 15th generation of <laughs> every like three months, like a huge batch of little chicks comes out and they're just eating all like the crumbs around and stuff. It's so funny. It's like growing up in Kauai, huh? Yeah. <laughs> a little like slice of paradise. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, there is like a bunch of wild pigs. Mm. Started with three pigs and then they would come down and we, and they just, the whole herd just grew and grew and they got 20 pigs and <laughs> got so intense where like we're scared that they're going to like nibble at a customer or something. We had to like put up this little bamboo fence. And um, since they don't get as much food now, I think they kind of like journeyed off into a different area. But um, yeah, I mean, it's just wild. How, how do you replicate Exactly that? right. <laughs> right next to Starbucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, we just, the vibe for us is like positive and happy. We just want to keep that going. Our color wave is like, like yellow and orange, like the sunrise or like a, we have like hints of blue in there as well. So, yeah, I mean, we're even thinking about like slightly remodeling here and there on the Y location. I'd say we definitely like don't have one concept for an inline location that we just replicate. We're still working on that model. But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's full on. It's like, you know, indoor and it's way different. Right. What, what, maybe speak into that a little bit. Like, what is it, what do you see the future of the shack looking like? Yeah. Well, we also did like a, um, a, we did a licensing deal in Japan. Uh, one of our best friends approached us. He's like one of the most famous surfers in Japan. He's like, I'm, I'm bringing this to Japan. I'm going to, like, okay, okay. And honestly, like a lot of people have hit us up about like franchising and stuff. Uh-huh. But this guy I really knew well and I really like, he's a very trustworthy person. And I was just like, yeah, I think, I think this guy will do it. And he calls me like a year later after being in touch for a year about it. Like, we're getting closer. We're getting closer. The language barrier is pretty <laughs> And he flew out like a whole team, like a CEO, an investor, like a, an ambassador. Oh, wow. Himself. And they all came down. We sat at a little table at the shack on the North Shore. That, in my opinion, well, I'm stoked I did it, but I don't think at this in Australia or something now because we're really trying to fine tune our business. Right. But I'm super that we did that deal because, like, I I love that uh, Japanese culture. Like, they're such disciplined and hard workers. It's so amazing. I I remember I was just like, oh yeah, like this should be yellow, like, you know. What kind of yellow? Like I had to pick the yellow and then like the time we were still playing with the blue color a little bit. Like we didn't exactly know which blue. 
And then I like chose a blue that was like close to what I wanted. I should have like explained more like this is close. But I was just like, oh, this is good. And then like next day, like all these things were that cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I just think somewhere else like wouldn't be so on it. Just the Japanese culture is amazing, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're really hardworking and those are doing pretty well. We have one in Tokyo and one in Kamakura. Yeah. Cool. If someone's cause maybe for the first time or maybe they've been there before, what what advice just in general, like what would you give someone coming to coming to the islands? Yeah, I mean, it's first of all, it's hard to choose which island you're going to go to. I would say you should visit all the islands um, in your lifetime. You know? mm-hmm. Oahu, it depends what you like. Oahu is just a really good base. You know, like there's a lot of opportunities. There's a lot more to do here, like like the kind of the shopping side, or like going to see a, a nice movie, or eating in. It's literally like the best fruits you'll ever in avocado. I think it's the closest thing to like visiting the moon on on like planet Earth. Yeah. Be wild over there. Um, so they're all different. I mean, I think most people just come to Oahu. You can really experience nature here. You can experience nature on all the islands. Um, yeah. It's here in Hawaii. The uh, pipeline is like right there. It's the most famous wave in the whole world. And it's just so close to the beach. Like wave like that throughout the world is normally like really far out on a reef or something where, you know, like you just can't see. But here, like at Pipeline, it's just like, it's just this arena of amazing, amazing waves. And it's great. People die every year in there and they'll be some of the best surfers in the world sometimes. It's, it's really heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, the experience of like getting the barrel out there is like nowhere you can get anywhere else in the world. And it's like pulling into like a cave of of ocean, you know? And wow. power is so intense. It's what a lot of people live for here. Uh lot of pro surfers. And there's people with full sponsorships and they make a living and that's all they do. Surf pipeline. In the summertime it goes flat and you don't really hear about these guys like they're just hanging out. And then in the winter time, pipeline starts coming again. And there they are and getting like cover shots and, you know, winning contests and all this stuff. And it's like, that's all they do is surf pipeline. It's wild. Yeah. Uh, the next part, just wanted to ask some like just random questions, maybe um, just kind of off the cuff, just to learn more about, about you. Yeah. And um, the first one, what does, what does aloha mean to you? Yeah. Aloha for me. Um, I, I say it all the time. It's like a greeting, you know, aloha means a lot of different things. It can mean like, hello or goodbye. I, it's not just like, hello, you know, it's like very impactful. It's like a very loving word. That's what it means to me. I, I mean, I think it's all good vibes. It's like, you know, such a positive thing to say. That's what aloha means to me. What what's the best advice that you've ever been given? So always just listen to your gut feeling. I believe in that. Had a just going through like this whole sunrise shack experience. There's things that I just know so deeply about. Whether it's because I think about the sunrise shack so often, you know, it's always relevant 
It's like such a passion for me. I like dream about it, you know? And there's something that like, you know, I'll ask for someone's opinion, like one of my loved ones or someone. And, you know, maybe they say the opposite thing, which I have to like, you know, you got to take that in. But I just, at the end of the day, it's like always knowing your gut feeling and, and following that. And I think things in your life that you can do to make your like intuition like heightened. I think it's just like eating really good and being really healthy. You, you'll experience that more. You'll be closer to like your intuition. And just trusting the process. I mean, I think like whatever your lifestyle is, you know, the air quality you breathe to the water you drink to the food you eat to just who you surround yourself with and what your mind believes, you know, your mind is so strong. Just all those things, I think you'll just be on a pretty epic path. Yeah. Hey, who who are some of your favorite um, artists or musicians? We like to listen to a lot of like island style music here. Uh-huh. All like Hawaiian music. It's like Hawaiian reggae. Right. It's just funny. I feel like at like the youngest age growing up here in Hawaii, like, no. It's just like this music that you've heard your whole life, you know? And it's it's not like annoying. It's like you love it, you know? Like walk into any grocery store here and it's just like playing some like mellow Hawaiian reggae song, you know? Or, and yeah, that, that like speaks to me the most. But I mean, I obviously love like all kinds of music. There's like rap music out there. There's good like... I've been at Coachella a few times and appreciate hearing music on those speakers. And mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't hate on like any genre of music. I appreciate it all, even like country and jazz and everything that I'm not used to here in Hawaii. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I really love it all. Awesome, man. Hey, Travis, thanks so much, man, for taking the time and, and hearing more about the story behind the Sunrise Shack. If people want to know more about the shack or how to find you what's the best way to do that you can follow us on instagram at sunrise shack uh we also have like our new e-commerce store online and it has some details about like our story and um, that's sunrise shack hawaii.com um, yeah that, that's where you can find us if you're ever out here in hawaii we have the one in uh, waikiki and then the one here on the north shore and I think our future will be probably expanding here on, on Oahu. You know, we have a super solid team now. We have like 20 to 25 employees and they all work off of each other and off of each location. And they really just grow in the two. And I think it'd be easier to have a third one here rather than a third one in California or something. But right. you never know. And people are always hitting us up and it's always exciting to hear what people have to say. So. There's some great spots in, in Southern California. I think you guys would do really well. Yeah, I can I mean, see that. I think, you know, like I just realized a lot of these other businesses that are in this genre of smoothies and stuff sure. like they, um, they've been around for a long time, you know, like 10 years, 20 years. So we have time, you know, mm-hmm. we're only you know, two years old. I, I know what you guys have been able to do in two years is, is really amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I think 2019 for me is actually just going to be like to just fine tune all the details, you know? Like I'll walk in, I'll see one employee put like 
20 goji berries on the bowl. <laughs> it's only supposed to be 10. Um, <laughs> probably didn't even make money on that bowl. Yeah. So, yeah, we're still like getting the fine tuning down. Awesome. Well, thanks again, man. Um, appreciate you and, and what you're doing on Oahu and really kind of around the world, man. So um, thanks so much. Yeah, thank you, man. Thanks for uh, doing this. Well, I just want to thank Travis again for being here today and for taking the time to share a little bit about how the Sunrise Shack came to be and also just to hear more about about who he is and, and just kind of about his outlook on life and to find out more information about Travis, you can find him on Instagram at TrigTrav. That is T-R-I-G-G-T-R-A-V. And you can also go to SunriseShackHawaii.com where you can find and their locations and all that good stuff. We'll get on over to leave a review, subscribe, and that way we can really start the whole journey together and be able to share with as many people we can. So the show notes and all the links mentioned about uh, in this episode, you can go to livehawaiisbest.com slash episode 002. So until next time, have a great rest of your day. Aloha. Mahalo for listening to this episode of Hawaii's Best. To stay up to date on future episodes, please subscribe and visit us at hawaiisbesttravel.com.